when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, Westworld. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Welcome, welcome, hello, it's the The One Show Show, the podcast that in the words of House of Pain, jumps around, jumps around, jumps around, jumps around a week's worth of TV's The One Show, and to paraphrase the gentleman from House of Pain, we're coming to get you, we're coming to get you, spitting out analysis of the nation's favourite flagship magazine programme, Homie Will Wet Ya. What? I am John Holmes, and we're here again as your guide to a programme you never watch, rummaging through it like a tramp going into a bin to see if we can feast on anything inside. I can tell you this, there's almost too much this week, because a man hides a horse, a woman makes a sandwich over four consecutive nights, and a one-show sofa guest wipes their own shit on a light switch. <laughs> Joining me to push the one-show over in the playground this week are, of course, regular The The One Show Show regular Mark Haynes, and from TV's The Mash Report, it's the bloke that sits behind a desk that isn't Nish Kumar, it's Stephen Allen, hello. Uh, hello. Welcome along. Welcome. And you've got a desk in for me today as well. <laughs> Look at that. I think the problem is, without you being behind a desk, I wouldn't recognise you. That's what I have to do. Good. Now I'm, I'm getting mash report. Yeah, up Who? there, up there, mash report, down there, for partying. I got the phrase wrong. I got the phrase wrong. So do you watch The One Show? Have you seen The One Show before we made you do this? Yeah, well, I used to watch it, so not the, the ex, but the ex before the ex. Wow. She used to watch it all the time. So I, uh, I thought I was an expert in this. I thought, this is the show for me to come on. This is the analysis podcast for Steve. Uh, I remember the, uh, the, the old days, you know, the Adrian Charles the days. The Charles and bleakly days. I even remember the Jason Manford, we don't talk about that anymore days. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that ended badly. The Chris yep. Evans on Friday days. Yes. Yes. I thought, this is, I can do 
this? And I watched it this week and realised it's changed or I have. <laughs> it was painful, man alive. So, yeah, yeah, I watched it for the first time in years. I binged it all in one sitting. But you did hit what I considered to be, and I don't know about you, Mark, because obviously we, are, we do watch it all mm. the time now for this. Um, I thought it was quite, a, quite the vintage week. Monday was a classic I, one show. I thought it was a knockout week. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, when you did that little what's coming up list of three, I only saw one of those and I still thought it was a vintage week because I've seen some other shit that you would not believe. So I think we're going to be spoiled for choice today. That's, I think that's what Rutger Hauer said in Blade Runner. I think he based that whole speech about ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion Alex on Jones. watching the one show. Alex Jones is a replicant. We know that. She was created solely to helm this sort of television show. <laughs> She's the only one that could do it. Should we start with Monday? Did you Did you Monday? Uh, I did a Tuesday oh. and I did the hour on Wednesday like a big brave oh boy. Oh my God. It was vintage stuff. Oh, it all was. All right, well, let's, I know you did Monday, Steve. Yeah, let's, I did them all. Let's, let's, let's you know. Did you? He did, he did, you did them all did one evening. Every single one. Oh my god. How are you still alive? <laughs> it genuinely hurt. I did, there's a bit in my notes where I can see it changes from blue pen to black pen because I had to have a break. <laughs> then I came back with a different pen. Just writing in your own blood. Yeah. Where you've just tried to open a vein to end it all. <laughs> um, Monday, uh, you missed a treat, Mark. I'll mm. tell you, Monday was, a, was the, the whole opening sequence was. was it had everything for the from the one show uh-huh. for us, didn't it? So it was um, Paddy McGuinness. Yeah, right. Oh, but even before you get there, it opened so strongly with Broccoli Weetabix. Oh, Do you yeah. remember that bit? <laughs> yeah, they're not a band, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> what? It was April Fool's Day. It was an April yeah. Fool's special. So it was, uh, yeah. and they opened with. So what have you ever fallen for? And they speak straight away to a woman who didn't fall for a prank. Come on, Karen. <laughs> Go on. Um, I was early morning, half asleep, scrolling through Facebook, and I saw an advert for broccoli Weetabix. And for a split second, I thought, ew. And, yeah. the, and then, yeah, I, I didn't kind believe of it. Nearly, nearly. Karen, come <laughs> on. And it was really close. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So I, I saw something on Facebook about broccoli Weetabix, and for a minute I thought, mm. And then there's the bit where Alex says, oh, you didn't... F- I can't do the accents, like, um, the, you didn't fall for that. And then there's a bit where she just straight away goes into a Me Too moment. They're halfway through a conversation, and Alex just touches her, and then goes, oh, sorry, touched you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know, What's I know. Up? It was really weird. So what what uh, April Fool's joke did you fall for? Broccoli Weetabix, Broccoli Weetabix and didn't fall for it. So, again, the research wasn't done so well because what you want to be doing is finding someone who fell for a joke. No. Then Alex did this weird stroked thing and just then stroked her and then just went, oh, I'm really sorry, I touched your hair. <laughs> well, Love your you rainbow me? hair, by the Thank way. Thank you very much. Sorry, I touched it. No, sorry. that's fine. Sorry. <laughs> if you're from Wales, maybe the name Broccoli Weetabix sounds like one of those Hollywood producers you hear so much about. <laughs> <laughs> did, didn't he do James Bond? <laughs> I read it that she was trying to make up for an implication that this woman looks like she might not know much about broccoli. Mm. That there was that Got kind you. of... She had the... How do you say it in a nice way? The form of someone who might not be <laughs> vegetable frequented. Uh, and then Alex just strokes and goes, Oh, sorry, I, I was touching you to try and make you feel better. So that happened. That was a great opener. But, but then... Yeah, I mean, then they topped even that. Mm. Because they then... Matt, Matt then turned to a bloke next to him. Who was of a type, and <laughs> and he said, "So, what did you do for your April Fool thing?" And he said, "I hid a horse." Let's say hello to you. Say, what's your name? Jesse. You're Jesse. Come on, then. What's your April Fool I story? I hid a horse. What? I hid a horse. You hid a horse. When? <laughs> I hid a horse. <laughs> I hid a horse. 
<laughs> that was hitting Matt where he lives, though. He, he, his yeah, face dropped. Matt, Matt, you fucking asshole! <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that's what he did! He was livid! So he just, the bloke went, I hid a horse. Now you already go, what? And, he, and the bloke said, yeah, what I did was, I led, the ho- I led a horse out of a stable. Yeah. Hit it round, took it round the back and tied it up, and left all the gates open to make the owner think it had run off and escaped. And Matt genuinely went, that's not that funny, is it? I took it out of the stable and tied it up round the back and left all the gates open so they thought it went round the field. That's actually not that funny, is it? <laughs> in, a, in the opening of a programme based on April Fool's joke. What are the chances that you, you get someone at random and they tell you about an April Fool's joke and it's with two people who own a place that's big enough and a horse? <laughs> what are the chances? And then he said, then he said um, I'm sure that had a horrible reaction from the person who thought they'd lost their horse. Still trying to nail this guy like it was journalism. And the bloke went, no. I mean, I'm sure that had a horrible reaction from the person who thought they'd lost their horse. No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, what is this? What that, is happening? That could have cost the glue factory <laughs> the equivalent of £1.30. Very irresponsible. He was, Matt was, wasn't happy at all, was he, with that? There will be a Country Files special on yeah. what to do if your horse is abducted as part of a prank. The craze of horse hiding. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real serious problem. <laughs> but what was gorgeous about it was it kept coming back to reference, because Paddy McGuinness, you mm. know, was calling it back all the time throughout the whole programme. Later on, Giles Brandreth turned up. He started doing it as well. It was Great. a marvellous runner. Yeah. For the whole show. And they didn't always work. I mean, of all the things to try and use as your running callback, the thing that wasn't funny at the start <laughs> is... And I loved it because it comes a metaphor for itself that they were literally flogging a dead horse. <laughs> it's like, this has become art. <laughs> Paddy McGuinness was good, though, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm, I, do you know, I'm not, I didn't think I liked Paddy McGuinness. I don't really watch anything with Paddy McGuinness on it. Yeah. And I wasn't aware of Paddy I, I have briefly worked with Paddy McGuinness. Ah. Is he as always, nice as he seemed? I'm always disappointed when people go, I can't stand Paddy McGuinness. Because he is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He is, he that is came honestly across. that came across delightful. Yeah, he's, he's there are some people in television. It's really odd where people just automatically go, "Oh, they're horrible." They're horrible. And especially us London media types, we sort of go, we don't understand the appeal of Paddy McGuinness. You meet him, you go, "Oh, he's lovely." And every time you see him on TV, I tell you who else it's like Rylan. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't like. You Rylan, see, you've though, never yeah. met Rylan. I don't like Rylan. Rylan can't is bear Rylan. Brilliant. He's yeah. such a nice guy. You'd meet him and you'd be like, "Oh, he's great." Yeah, and it's the same with Paddy McGuinness. David Wallace, though, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I have met him yeah. several times. Cunt every time. <laughs> I just uh, and he doesn't write his own. I just anyway, feel there's an underlying <laughs> thing to that whereby I don't think you actually do like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the, the McGuinness thing, I, he totally won me. I was like this. Mm. He's brilliant. He was so natural, so good. He even took over, really, didn't he? He took yeah. over the presenting for a while and was yeah. much better. Who rides a horse? First, I thought he said, I hit a horse. I was, I'm yeah. not really a prank, that, to be honest. I'm still confused about what happened there, but go on. What's yeah, yours? What, 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 what you... do you do, Jess? What, what do you do? Just think, I know what I'll do. I'll hide, I'll hide an horse. <laughs> what, 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 what was the thinking? Oh, it was a Shetland pony. Now we're getting to it. It's a Shetland pony. That's all right then. Shetland pony. That's okay. That's all right. That was worth going over with, Mike. Matt. That was worth going over with. Yeah, no, yeah, it was. 
keep it live. We're that's, on the one that's kill. Forty seconds. <laughs> he might well be drafted in in the future today. He Good. would have been a, a Jason Manford replacement, but you know, if it weren't for <laughs> someone got their fingers burnt with that. We're not having another comedian. He, Look what uh, happened. Last he time. didn't want to burn yeah. his fingers. We tried uh, hard eats in Coley once, didn't we? That was a long two hours trying to get the door open. <laughs> but it was no McGuinness was good, but his it, what he what he did was play the show very well because mm. you know he knows how it works, yeah. he knows what it does, he knows the time it's on, and there was a very wonderful fine line of him saying stuff that he shouldn't have said to make Alex and Matt panic slightly. Yeah, so he, we we did the shit, we did all this horse play. <laughs> then, then we got, then we got the best noise ever. Yeah. Yeah. Just in case, then we got. <laughs> Then we went, McGuinness had to tell an April Fool's joke anecdote, April Fool's special. Mm. And he said, well, I haven't really got one. My dad, my dad, he, he go, well, okay, where's this guy? He said, what he used to do, he used to, uh, in, in a toilet, was that? School toilet? toilets. School toilets, yeah. that's right. And he used to um, unscrew the light fitting to get the bulb out, he said. And then what he would do, he would put some of his own poo Christ. On, a, on a pin. And, Which and, is it's difficult to put on a pin. Yeah. <laughs> Accuracy. So, so that the, the, the feces would enter the unwitting person's bloodstream, better than that, and then get yeah, septicemia yeah. and die. That's the punchline. When he was a kid, toilets. It used to, he would tell me there used to be a latch you push down like that, right? So yeah. what him and his mates would do, they'd go in and unscrew the light bulb, right? No lighty, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and then put a little pin, yeah. and they put a bit of poo on the pin. So you're in the dark, you go to do the thing, and then you go, oh, oh, oh! Yeah, I know, I know. This is why I've turned out as I am. This is. The only person who likes that is the outsider over there. He's gone brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I never. And they were were looking at him in sort of horror. Yeah. And it's like, this wasn't an anecdote he told the researcher. (laughs) But the funny thing was, then they just hurt their finger and then put it in their mouth, going, ow. Oh, and then, well, and so then they've got shit in their mouth and in their bloodstream. And then, then they get locked jaw and die. Yeah, yeah. You might know my dad. He's Fred West. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just thinking this episode is magnificent because <laughs> so, Alex literally turned away from him as though she was going to vomit over the back of her seat. <laughs> Alex does strike oh. me as someone. If you if you said to her, Alex, imagine a poo. She got on oh, no, or don't. No, don't. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurl. And Alex, imagine a poo, please, please, don't. <laughs> you see, meet people like that are very squeamish. And what's really odd is you can just skirt over it if you're not squeamish. You sort of go, oh, that sounds a bit okay. So let's carry on. But if you're going, oh, please, don't. Oh, please, you're drawing more attention <laughs> yeah, to the yeah. anecdote. You want to dampen down. So we'd had a, a, a horse hiding incident. A woman who got molested by Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit that <laughs> kills people. And then all of this laughter and stuff and atmosphere and. And Paddy McGuinness was giving it, Paddy McGuinness. And then Alex just turned to the camera and said, and now a film about children in the care system. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Anyway, now you may remember a few months ago, our reporter <laughs> Ashley John-Baptiste came in to tell us all about his experience as a child growing up in care. Well, tonight, Ashley is looking at a project which is rewinding the clock back 150 years to discover what happened to some of the very first children in the care system. <laughs> I was watching that thinking this, it's a classic gear change. I'm, I'm in already, you know what I mean? Thank you for inviting <laughs> me. Handbrake well. turn of the week. But what could you have written? Kind of, well, speaking of being forced to eat shit when you're a school child, <laughs> <laughs> there was no other segue, so fair play. You've got to yeah. just jump yeah. in. It's a, film. it's a film. I'm not doing a segue, no. Great Big Owl. What? 
Great Big Owl. Stop saying that. What about Great Big Owl? It's a family of podcasts. Ooh. Who's in this family? Well, there's Rule of Three. That's us. <laughs> there's Brian and Roger. Hi, Roger. It's Brian. There's the The One Show Show. There's oh, nowhere else nice. you would find a, a four or five minute film about Pine Martins. Yes. Without a sight of one Pine Martin at all in the film. There's Barry and Angelos. Oh, uh, Gooch, Goochie, Chooch. Yeah. Remember that lovely one. And there's Smirch Pod. Could you eat first? I think we know. <sighs> well, I know. I don't know if I'd want to eat Lazenby. Basically, look for Great Big Owl on your pod, what's it? Good idea. Have we got a sting? Owls don't sting. Great Big When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I saw Tuesday as well, but anything, did, I mean, did anything come close to that for Tuesday, do you think? Yes, they did. There came the, the most one show segment of all time, which is when they sent former Olympian Ewan Thomas to Reading to get non professionals to try and do <laughs> Have I Got News for You yeah, yeah. in front of the unimpressed long term presenters. <laughs> After 57 series, Have I Got News For You truly has become a British institution. But how good are we at playing it? I've come to Reading to put people to the test. I mean, you don't, you never thought, oh, the random people on the street in Reading are going to be fucking hilarious. You've never thought that. You didn't think they were going to be this bad. And they, they basically sort of played a rough game, which has never been done before. It's not like a parlour game where people sit down at Christmas and go, should we have a game of Have I Got News For You? <laughs> it doesn't happen. And they sprung it on these people who yeah. are just walking around Reading on a rainy day. And they bring them the headline rounds and things. And the three things that I remember them saying is... Quite a few of them, when there was a blank, would just go, Brexit! Because that <laughs> seemed like the sort of thing Have I Got News For You did. And you also have to bear in mind, by the way, sorry to interrupt, but you have to bear in mind that, that what made it to air was the yeah. best of what they must yeah. have spent a day <laughs> doing. The, the, the old man who said he'd watched it from the start and he loved it because it was so funny, his contribution to the blank game was the word farts. <laughs> I think the missing word could be here. Sight of something gives you loads of beans. Farts. 
sides of farts give you loads of beans. And then... That was one of the funniest ones. There was a <laughs> farts. But, but the line he put it in, the missing words round, which yes. is what they were trying to emulate, yeah. was sight of what gives you load of beans. Farts. Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Immediate into it. Yeah, well, let's do. Yeah, there's a thing in there of if you can see the fart, it's not a fart. <laughs> <laughs> the best bit. What it is is something Paddy McGuinness's dad has wiped <laughs> yeah. on a light switch. The, the caption round, they'd introduced this builder and he was he was quite chirpy and fun and he seemed great and they didn't use him until they got to the caption round and there was a picture of Prince Charles standing there <laughs> and his caption for that was, oh, might have pooed myself. <laughs> Oop. Might have pooed myself. <laughs> like a child would say. <laughs> now, I've watched Five News Two a lot recently, you know, and you, it's on, and you sort of go, "Oh, it's not as funny as it used to be, is it?" And afterwards, I was like, "It is still leagues ahead of anything the people of Reading can do." Long way it run. I um, did have a, a spit my own drink out moment. I had a spit take moment when there was the woman in the same quote. So the missing sight of something gives you beans. Yeah, and I thought she mm. said titties. <laughs> and I, it's not bad. It's quite funny this one. What? And then they're repeating it. She said chilies. Oh, oh what a letdown it, after the titties. It barely makes sense. You know, I just some people struggle at doing like have I got news for you? A normal person is yeah. not there, there, there is a slight thing there where you wouldn't go Olivia Coleman's won an Oscar. So we've gone to see if the people of Reading can devise their own Oscar winning <laughs> screenplay. But because it's comedy, they're like, oh any any old anyone can do that. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Stupid comedy, isn't it? So let's go and meet some stupid people <laughs> in a stupid town and see if they can be as funny as the people paid all that money. Who are sitting on a sofa having to watch this. Absolutely. It's on Paul Murmuron, we should point out. Uh, Imagine that you have Constable and Turner sitting on the one show and you go to the people on of Reading and you go, you could probably do it as well as them. And they go, yes, I can. And they spray a cock and balls on a wall. And then you come back and you go, oh, good try by them, wouldn't it? Good try. I thought it was it was both disrespectful, was unfunny, totally disrespectful. brilliant. Yeah. I loved it. One guy was, one guy, again, in the missing words round, I thought, oh, all right, that's pretty good. Because, mm. you know, as you said, it's not easy, is it, doing... The, doing Have I Got News For You, even for the guests who are usually, you know, comedians or people in the public eye. Anyway. Yeah. And I've been, years ago, it was in the writer's room of Have I Got News For You, and and you are there to feed stuff to guests who want the material. Yeah. Right? That's that's your job. That's what you do. And they take, they cherry pick. That's that's the thing. But one guy, uh, I thought were good. The, 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 the missing word round was, blank fears leave daffodils in the ground. Now, obviously, the bloke went, Brexit! And that was the right answer. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> Brexit fears leave daffodils in the ground. That is a correct answer. Oh, yeah. Right. But the guy before him went, tears for? Yes. And I yeah. thought, that's a good gag. That- tears for fears leave daffodils <laughs> in the ground. Is fine. Yeah, he would have got a laugh for that yeah. in the room. And they'd have put it yeah, out and they'd have had a joke about it being bad. But they wouldn't have gone, and what was the best joke on that show? It was when the man said tears for before fears. It was so... I mean, again, we've talked about this before, but sometimes you see these things. You must come back and you must go, do you know what, guys? Great, great job. It didn't really work. Yeah. It didn't really get across what we wanted to get across, which was that comedians are off shit. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was weirdly... Oh, I was hypnotic. Magic. Does but- it make you think less of comedians or less of Reading? <laughs> it feels harsh that they just made them carry the weight on that one. Yeah, why Reading? Yeah. What's the least funny town in Britain we could go to with this? <laughs> There's been some poo talk 
on, on the day before. Yeah. Then there was the guy, Prince Charles, looks like he's pooed himself. And then the same guy, because that's the type of bloke he was, uh, which I admired for leaving in the edit, they said, you know, what's the, what's the, these pictures got in common? You know, that rounded yes. emoganist. Yeah. Um, odd one out. Odd one, that's it. Odd one, yeah, that's right. It's got a, a clever name. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pictures. That, that literally everyone uses, <laughs> not just in the context oh, of this oh, game. from me. <laughs> but, but the guy said, oh, he looks like, he might be the one actually, looks like he's been kicked in the nuts. Yeah, I thought that was a. I mean, it's not swearing, but it's a bold one-show line. Yeah. Brexit. You think Brexit's yeah. the one out? Can I ask why? Because they're all actually doing something. He's getting kicked in the nuts. So he's clapping. He's lifting. The something. same show. Interestingly, they had a bit of censorship, which was there was an end song yeah. by a. Uh, it's it's called uh, Off with Your Head. I think it is. And it's You Are instead of Your, which is a Henry VIII musical yeah. uh, modernized, which means everyone's dressed like extras from Starlight Express, yeah. written by students. Really? Do you know what? I know three people who have seen it and they say it's absolutely brilliant. Really? It's, it's surprisingly good. And when it came out, it looked like shit. And yeah. I was really like, what on earth is happening here? Yeah. And then it starts and I began going, this is pretty good. This yeah. is all right. It's, it's quite good. But they had a couple of bits, a couple of lines that they dropped out. One was the word threesome. Yes. They dropped out. And the other was... Bang her. Her or me chum don't want to be some go in the... Are you blind? <laughs> Don't be bitter, because I'm fitter. Ooh-hoo. Why hasn't it hit her? Somebody hang you, he doesn't want to... They drop those two out. So it's odd that they're going, have a whole VT where men just go, as the, the heir to the throne pooed himself. <laughs> and then they go, but please don't say this in the context of art. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I, I didn't know what to make of... The, I didn't like the two students who wrote it. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't I see them on interview. the sofa. It was a I great didn't. intro where um, the, she explains it is an, a pop group, an all-girl group made up of the, the former wives of Henry VIII, and Matt says, is it based entirely on historical facts? <laughs> and actually, how much of it is rooted in the history books then, and how much have you kind of, you know, taken a bit of a poetic license? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not an expert. Well, when we had to pick between history and geography at school, I did geography, so I'm, I'm your worst person here. But uh, they weren't—they weren't a girl group. Some of them, some of them were dead, which even with miming would make it tricky to be a serviceable girl group. And then the, the guy says, "No, it's, it's based on—it's all based on facts." I read a book. I did read one book. <laughs> yes, well, he did. There we go. yes, he did. Man. But he—I mean, they were—they were very studenty. Yeah. And I, no, it's brilliant. It's, it's like one Olivier Award. In fact, Alex said, "Well, it's uh, one Olivier Awards." And then without uh, missing a beat because someone in her ear had corrected her. She said, it's, uh, it's one Olivier Award. I'm just being told him here it's five. Five? <laughs> five Olivier Award. Look at that. So it's done really well. So the people, you know, have seen it. So yeah. it's really good. From it, as I saw it, I was like, oh, that is awful. Because it seemed, it, like, it was like a subpar Horrible History song. Yes. To me. <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, Richie Webb off of Horrible Histories could have written better than that. And it was just sort of forced and full of youth speak that was fashionable. You know, everything was LOL or uh, Sorry Not Sorry. I, I think it's stuff. very much... Am I just too old? No, I think it very much appeals to people until they're 15. And then it, it misses out a lot of years. And until you're like 48, <laughs> I don't think it picks up again. I think there is definitely a, a, sort of a big gap. period in between which is you do look at it and just go not for me lol say oh well or go to hell i'm sorry not sorry about what i said don't lose your head but i thought that was i thought it was actually it it, all of it looked like it was going to be a stinker 
Mm. The costumes, the, the relative ages of the actresses, <laughs> the, the student bit, which I've somehow managed to totally black out of my mind. The hooped earrings! <laughs> but it came together the well. The hooped earrings! I, so I didn't did notice. you? How did you not just I didn't zoom see in? this either? God, right. So the two students had written it, right, who were called... Um, Toby Marlowe and Lucy Moss. They they could not sound more like two students who have written a musical. <laughs> Toby, right, was... Uh, well, he was a student, and he's got no socks on for a start, with his <laughs> loafers. Well, annoying. <laughs> You're really going for a certain demographic who's going to get on with this vibe. They yeah. have got so much but debt these had. days. Socks is something they will not be able to afford. But he had... Right, and we last time the one show mesmerised me with earrings mm. was on a film we talked about a while back. That's right, which was uh, um, the, the son, son of Patricia, of Patricia Hayes, Hayes who a very did a, noticeable earring. <laughs> he did an entire film about his mother's uh, back catalogue of work that he hoarded <laughs> that he was going to give to the V&A, but I couldn't concentrate because he was wearing a particular earring. This guy had two big hooped. Like right. Pat Butcher, <laughs> hooped earrings. I just couldn't concentrate. I was like, why are you wearing those? <laughs> like my dad would. <laughs> I feel like I've just witnessed, like you've just aged in that moment. That, that earrings. <laughs> oh, do? I mean, I think it's what he used to have age. on, Mark, as you know. Yes, you did. Of a flying V guitar. You did with your like long the... poodle perm That's right. that your dad would have looked at if <laughs> you'd have appeared on the one show and gone... <laughs> <laughs> I have become him. What's what was the, the bigger issue? The hooped earrings or the socks? The lack of socks? It was a mixture of both. And it was just their up. sort of attitude. <laughs> it's like in Batman. Where they wrote a musical. They worked hard. He read a book. And yet, you're, you're upset about the earrings. In the 1989 film Batman, the Joker decides to make a toxic thing using normal things. So if you mix the wrong shampoo with the wrong soap, it becomes a poison and kills you. And weirdly, hoop earrings on their own are fine. No socks on its own is fine. But together, for you, it's something toxic and it awful. Is, and I wish I was dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tuesday also had... Um, well, well, actually, it, the whole thing was Have I Got News For You, wasn't it? Yes. It, they were on yeah. for the whole they show and they something. kept coming back There to was it. something great, which is that, that Paul Merton and... Ian Hislop said that this was the first time they'd ever appeared on a show together. Yeah. And they certainly, they don't seem the closest of no. friends. I don't think they are, um, are they? I think that's... Merton I think looked they... like a giant. Yeah. Ian Hislop looked like a child who was but, who was accompanying him. And I feel really hard. I know you shouldn't body shame. I'm aware of this. I know what year it is. But Ian Hislop's neck is now bigger than the rest of him. He's like a frog halfway through the noise. It is huge. It's like, you know, that how to get ahead in advertising. Where yes. It's just coming out the front. See, all it's I did, all I did was slag off a man's earrings. You are having to go to something you can't help. Yeah. You're worse than I am, Steve. How can you not? I think he can help it. I think what he does... <laughs> And, and I've never met him, I don't know, but he seems on the show like he very much pulls the neck in to make a comedy point, like that. And by doing pushing it in, he's forcing the neck out, whereas what he needs to do is stick his neck out more in almost like an East End kind of... Actually, he needs to do the full Brucey. The full yeah. Brucey got a lot of mentions, didn't he? Mentions, Without it? any sort of particular point. To it. it seemed yeah. like Alex had liked Bruce Forsyth, and so they'd asked for those <laughs> clips yeah. to be put in. It was. They did mention that Bruce Forsyth. Uh, they've taken a brick out of the London Palladium, and they've stuck his ashes in there. This is what As, I learned this week. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's sort of uh, that's sweet. I rather like that. I do. And not many people know that his ashes are actually under the Palladium. They took a brick out and put. Oh, really? Yeah. It does sound a bit like. 
Maybe the Palladium management don't know. <laughs> They're taking a brick out of the wall and putting that. That's not what you do. You, you'd go, we put him under the stage in a little bit. The people, yeah. they took a brick out. Apparently so. Mad. Yeah. Mad. But the, the thing is, the problem is they had those two guests who didn't really have anything to say about Bruce Forsyth. They were like, oh, yeah, we worked with him once. Yeah. Uh, what a legend he was. And he and his lot sort of went, well, not for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the look on his face they showed a clip of Brucey singing on the Vogue News View mm. episode he was on um, which Paul Merton was loving but Ian Hislop just looked uh, yeah. uh, absolutely appalled by the whole thing the, the look on his face or the look on his neck it's <laughs> difficult <laughs> to know where, where you're aiming look, yeah. I drop the earring thing you drop the neck okay. Okay. It's it, can I, also, I was watching it and I started to get upset on behalf of Angus Deaton Yes. Well, yeah. They, they, yeah. Yeah. They always make. I mean, these days, if you did that much coke, these days you'd you'd be on celebrity rehab. It would yeah. really help your career. And yet they are whitewashing him out of the Have I Got News? Well, again, history. you see, it's it's the big. They talked about guests. All the been guest hosts, but again, being the one show, we've talked about this before. Mm. They never ask. The elephant is always in the room with the one show with certain guests, and the elephant is never prodded at all. No. Uh, or even like, so, they didn't even mention Angus. You're yeah. right, and they famously didn't get on with Angus. Yes. At all. Yeah. And I think I'm right saying, and I don't think either of them would disagree, were quite instrumental in oisting him off the show at the time because they knew he was getting paid more than they were. They yeah. sold him the think, coke. Don't, don't, <laughs> Is that what you're saying? They're, I'm not saying that. That's what you said. <laughs> I'm so glad you added the words, Is that what you're saying? Because now that doesn't have to be edited <laughs> over the moon. Um, they, 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 they were saying they've appeared, to, I think, 500 times. They've done so 500 shows, yeah. 57th series. Which is a sort of strange BBC thing where you just can't work out how many are in a series. But Matt built up, he did two things wrong here. The first thing is he introduced it by saying... Now, tonight's guests have appeared opposite each other on the same panel show for nearly 500 times. They've appeared opposite each other for nearly 500 times. (laughs) Um, Which is a mix of of times and episodes. And he ended it by... by, he, He turned to Paul Merton... And he just said, I mean, it's just a happy way of getting your news, isn't it? Do you know what? I actually think it's, it's just a happy way of getting your news, actually, of our got news. And it's sort of really, it's not just, people aren't singing the headlines, it's biting satire. <laughs> uh, that brings us to the close of part one of this week's The The One Show Show. Part two, as ever, will be wherever you get your podcast tomorrow. And we'll pick up almost exactly where this one left off, which will be mildly confusing for about a minute. If you like this podcast even slightly and are only listening to it because you're up to date with that crime one you prefer, do please pass us to quite literally everyone you're in contact with, much like you would with a disease. See you tomorrow. You heard a great big owl? Yes, they make this podcast. Yeah, but not just this podcast. You're shitting me. Name some others. Well, there's Trolled. We had Luciana Berger and Gary Lineker coming on. Oh, yeah, and there's Crime Club. Did you get done for that? Yeah. There's The Fear. It's a kid's show. They really, really scared me. There's Always There. Thanks very much, because I would never have gone down Howard's way had you not asked me. There's Friends with Friends. Shoving a funnel in Joey's mouth and Rachel pours fat down. (laughs) And there's Ask the Nincompoops. Kids ask us the questions they want answered. That's for kids we shouldn't have sworn earlier. Bollocks. Quick, play the sting. Great big owl. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.